Welcome along to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Theme Park Podcast and your one-stop shop for a weekly dose of Theme Park news and rumours. This week we've got new details about the upcoming Princess and the Frog ride that's going to replace the beloved Splash Mountain. There are rumours in the air about what might be coming to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios later in the year and... Europa Park is getting ready for its 14th roller coaster. All that and more on this week's show. Help! I'm still trapped in the COVID zone. Oh, God. Can you believe it? How long's it been now? Ages. It's been 84 years. <laughs> Certainly feels that way. I want to fast pass out of this COVID, Josh. That's yeah. what I want. The time you've spent having COVID is almost as long as a uh, Disney anniversary celebration. It's true. It's true. You should really just be able to pay to get over your COVID quicker. Yeah. It's got, someone's got to be doing that, right? In yeah, America, I, aren't they? I just want to go out with a clear conscience, you know. I don't... Having having clearly caught COVID off someone who didn't care that they probably had COVID, I, I don't want to be that guy. But yeah. I am getting closer and closer to just swallowing any sense of pride and becoming that guy because it's been 10 days and I feel mostly fine other than sounding a little bit more like Keir Starmer than usual. And I just want to leave my house. And it's not a great sound, you know. Most people don't remember anything that Keir Starmer says, so we'll have to get him on the podcast sometime. See if he has any. If we can finally eke a strong opinion out of him, maybe it will be about theme parks. Maybe he's a closet <laughs> theme park fan, and that's where all maybe, his strong maybe, opinions yeah. lie. It's about stuff like the quality of the food at Thorpe Park, and yeah, you know, he's the, actually a strong. He was a strong. Uh, supporter of the london resort but he couldn't come out and say that because it was a you know the tories were backing it so much mm, yeah absolutely of course it's a far cry from jeremy corbyn who actually wanted to nationalize legoland which i was all for <laughs> yeah same but unfortunately he didn't get his message across to the people if he had done more effectively i'm sure everyone would have backed it because it sounded like a great idea to me 100 mm, anyway it's not been all bad josh uh, in terms of being locked away, it does mean that I've spent many hours playing Epic Mickey 2 for a live audience. Oh, boy. You were never part of the live audience, were you? I think we had our biggest ever Park Rush live audience, and you weren't there to to soak it up. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had a busy week, Tom. It's, uh, it's just been one of those weeks. Uh, it's, it's, in the, it's in my watch later list. I just need to uh, get around to it. I bless the people that showed up. We had a real motley crew of people, especially on the first night who came along to watch. We had, we had a few people who re- remembered it from their childhood. We had someone who was just a, a fan of your Efteling travel vlog, Josh, and that's actually how they discovered Park Rush and subsequently <laughs> well. uh, subscribed. I think, and I'm sorry if I've forgotten, and he might be listening to this, I think his YouTube username was Squash Pickle. So shout out to Squash Pickle. Uh, Josh, what, what if you want to thank Squash name. Pickle for his kind words about your Efteling. Oh, yeah, work. absolutely. Thank you very much. I'm very much glad that he enjoyed it, or they enjoyed it, I should say. Yeah. And my favourite viewer was someone who was really bitter about the fact that his Xbox screwed him over from getting an epic mickey 2 like worldwide speed run or something 
<laughs> I mean, I didn't even know people out there kind of were, were, were out there attempting such things, but there we are. I finished that. I've now moved on to Brave, Disney Pixar's yeah, Brave, the game. How's that going? I would file Brave into the category of best than it has any right to be. It's actually Is all that right. A, uh, twin joystick shooter. Sort of, yeah. All the ranged combat operates like a, a twin joystick shooter, yes. But then you've also got melee combat, which is just on one of the buttons. And it's right. mostly like top down, maybe a bit, maybe more isometric than top down. There's a little bit of platforming, some light puzzles. It looks pretty rough, even for 2012, but Oof. it plays okay. It feels all right. Uh, Epic Mickey 2 looked, felt like garbage. So it looked a bit Lord of the Rings y. You know, the old, you know, the old Lord of the Rings games. It oh, that, is, that is high praise. It's high praise indeed. I'm not saying it played anything like that or anything, but it kind of looked that way. It had that vibe. Mm. So in my head, Return of the King still holds up as a video game, but I haven't laid eyes upon it in, well, 20 years, I suppose. Yeah, well, we'd have to get a PS2 and a copy of that to find out, right? Well, in my head, that game was photorealistic, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not inconceivable that... I mean, it came out on PC. I don't know how easy it is to get hold of a PC copy of Return of the King that would still work on a modern machine. But if not, oh. I do have still... One of the few consoles of my youth that I've held on to over the years is my launch PS3 because it is capable of playing every generation of PlayStation up to that point. Oh, yeah. So it's quite a nice thing to have. Like if you've got a PS3, a launch PS3 and a, and a PS5, you can play every generation of PlayStation game between those two. So it's quite a nice thing to keep hold of. Maybe I should go and find a copy of Return of the King somewhere on PS2 and give it a whirl, but it might ruin it for me. I don't know. Mm. Uh, $2.95 on eBay. $2.95. What about James Bond Everything or Nothing, which is from around the same era? And everyone has been sort of reminiscing on GoldenEye this past week because it was just re-released, the N64 classic. And it just served to remind me that that is at best the third best Bond game ever made after Everything or Nothing and Nightfire. Uh, 3 99 for Everything or Nothing. That is a great game. Or you can so, get the platinum, platinum version for only £1. Oh, Perfect. I'm, I'm yeah. in. I think I might go for a bit of the Return of the King and everything or nothing action. Fantastic. The uh, official PS2 magazine gave it 9 out of 10. Well deserved. Yeah. Very I well deserved. So. But I, I mean, I don't think I could justify playing those on Park Rush, unfortunately, but there are more <laughs> Disney games to come on the Park Rush channel. There's stuff like Tron Evolution and Toy Story 3 and Cars 3 an assortment of Lego games. I don't know if I can justify playing a SpongeBob game. I know that's not Disney, but SpongeBob has a theme park presence, right? I could. Yeah, we we went to um, Movie Park Germany. That had uh, yeah. SpongeBob. Yeah, absolutely. And you can meet SpongeBob at Universal, so I reckon that's perfectly justifiable. Yeah. Glad we're on the same page. We just need, just need uh, Universal to hurry up and build that Lord of the Rings land. Oh, baby. Oh, that would be good. Anyway, we shouldn't digress for much longer. Let's, uh, before we get into the news, actually, we shall digress slightly more because we have an email, Josh. So I'm going to play the correspondence music. 
If you want to email the show, you can do so. Podcast at parkrush.com. Josh, who has emailed us this week? Uh, it's Mr. Ben this week, once again. Uh, our, our roving reporter, I guess you could uh, argue at some point. We spoke last week about uh, family style at the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, and he, uh, he's got some thoughts on it. Oh yes, this is the new restaurant coming to Toy Story Land at Hollywood Studios. It is a barbecue joint described as family style. Yes, so uh, Mr. Ben goes. Uh, Evening, gents. You mentioned family style for the upcoming Roundup Rodeo barbecue at Hollywood Studios, but didn't quite didn't seem quite sure what the term meant. It's not the seating arrangement, but instead the practice of having shared plates brought to the table for you to serve yourself. Disney have used it at a number of table service restaurants on property, such as Liberty Tree Tavern in Magic Kingdom uh, or the Garden Grill restaurant in Epcot, both of which have individual tables. Uh, they all they are all you can enjoy, all you care to enjoy. That is a in quotation marks there. All you care to enjoy. So if you want more of a particular dish, you can just ask the server to bring another plate out. Uh, the traditional buffet restaurants in Disney World moved to family style during the pandemic as you obviously uh, don't want a load of people congregating around shared food uh, for example Chef Mickey at the Contemporary Restaurant um, went to it but is scheduled to return to proper buffet on the 1st of March Mr Ben Well thank you very much yeah. Mr Ben Fine insight as always more insight than you'll ever find uh, during weeks in which you have not emailed the show <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Thank you very much. I think that's all the correspondence we've got for this week. So uh, it's time to move on to the news. Some good stories to talk about this week. One of them, a nice natural follow-on from what we talked about last week, which was the closure of Splash Mountain at Magic Kingdom. Uh, Josh, have you seen fit this week at all to put a bid in on any of the uh, mason jars of Splash Mountain water that we found on eBay last week? Uh, no. The, the more I think about it, the more I find it sickening, if I'm honest. Oh, really? Why is that? Uh, I just... Uh, uh, people, you know? Just people. Mm. Just people. Well, yeah. I've, I've just had a look for you. Uh, the prices are all over the place, I have to say. So there's one oh, really? in just sort of a bog-standard water bottle, you know, it could be an Evian bottle with its uh, with its branding ripped off or something. Uh, that's going for a mere £10 for 500ml of your finest Disney Splash Mountain water. <laughs> I hope it's sealed. I hope it's, a, <laughs> it's actually just a bottle of Evian. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then you keep going down and you've got like 100 quid. 200 quid, uh, wow. £16.52, uh, £247.79 if you want it in an eight ounce mason jar. Jesus. Uh, someone is selling it in like, um, uh, you know, one of the, like a, a, a plastic filing sheet, you know, that you'd put in a ring binder. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> selling it in a plastic, in a picnic bag. I think that is like a, a sealable picnic bag for £206. It's uh, it's kind of mad, actually. Somebody somehow is selling it with a certificate of authenticity. I highly doubt Disney gave him that. <laughs> so, who has issued that? 
issued. Uh, here we go. Certificate of Authenticity uh, for a sealed jar containing water and rocks from Disney World Splash Mountain. Artifacts oh, no. collected at approximately 3pm from the ride. He's got, uh, he's got coordinates as well for the precise location <laughs> of the collection. Recovered oh, personally dear. by me with the assistance of a park employee. He's written what? a certificate number and signed it. This is Douglas J. Dalton. Sorry to expose him, but, you know, this is all publicly available stuff. And, yeah, uh, yeah he's got a totally not stock image, maybe even the clip art guaranteed 100% original gold badge on his <laughs> on his certificate of authenticity. <laughs> so, I mean, you've got to respect oh, the hustle in some sense, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, there's been a lot of that going around this week, actually. Um, Tom Brady, a quarterback... Uh, former quarterback in the NFL uh, has just retired, and someone went to the beach where he announced his retirement and dug up a load of sand and was trying to sell that on eBay for loads of money. So, wow, it's going around. Yeah, well, this uh, this little jar. Don't forget, you get rocks as well as water. It's going. Well, the, the rocks is what I really want, if I'm honest. Well, yeah, it's easy to keep, right, and maintain. Yeah, well, that's going for fifty pounds, and. Uh, Sorry, $50. So that's £41.30. He claims to have sold one already and have, and he has got five <laughs> left. Was that so, certified as well? Or? Uh, I think they're all certified, yeah. Okay, cool. There you go. Where's he got the rocks from? Has he, like, chipped it away? Don't know. This is a very good question. Here's a question for you. If you were stuck out in the middle of the des- in the desert... Oh, no. Would I drink it? And And you were like... Who's the guy at the end of Quantum of Solace? Like Bond leaves him in the desert with a can of oil. And he's oh, like, let's see, yeah, how, the let's weird see guy, how long yeah. it takes you to drink it. Would you, <laughs> if Bond left you in the desert, or if, yeah, I guess it would be uh, if Bob Iger <laughs> dumped you in the desert, horribly wounded, horrifically scarred, no shoes on your feet, all you've got is a bottle of Splash Mountain water. It's gone a real horrible colour at this point. Oh, how no. long are you walking in this desert before you consider drinking the? Mouldy splash mountain water, Josh. I'd, would I drink? Would I drink it? Would I drink it? Yeah, just give me death. <laughs> just give me death. Uh, yeah, I'd, pr- uh, I'd probably prefer to die from heat exhaustion than uh, having a bad stomach. I think. Mm. It seems like an easier way to go. Still it's also, a terrible way to go, but it, oh yeah, a hundred percent. But I would also just rather have on my death certificate. I was ostensibly murdered and left to die, and I did my best to survive in a really hot desert. I mean, that's quite a cool thing to have on your death certificate or to have read out at an inquest, but he died because he drank Splash Mountain water is a really lame way to go. It doesn't matter what the context you're in. It's, it's, it sucks. Uh, I'd make uh, sure that was on your uh, gravestone for the rest of time as well. Right. Thank you. That's right. Okay, anyway, back to the uh, topic at hand, Splash Mountain. (laughs) Uh, Disney have put a blog post out with uh, some new details about the sort of storyline of what's replacing Splash Mountain, which, of course, is Tiana's Bayou Adventure, which is kind of uh, the closest thing we've got to a sequel to The Princess and the Frog, because it's not just a retelling of the film, it's set afterwards. So... I'll read some of this blog post and then I'll get your thoughts, Josh. Spoiler alert, I think it sounds kind of boring. Anyway, 
Wow. So a bit of setup here. Uh, the blog post, which is by a Kevin Rafferty Jr., who is in communications at uh, Walt Disney Imagineering. So he talks a little bit about the context of Tiana's character. She's got a deep passion for cooking, as everyone who's seen the film will know, dreamed of one day owning her own business, etc. And so following the success uh, that she enjoyed in the film um, and her setting up uh, a restaurant called Tiana's Palace, that's where the ride is going to pick up. So she set up her own restaurant, Tiana's Palace, and guests will basically discover over the course of the ride how she's continued to grow her business, an employee-owned cooperative. Combining her talents with those of the local community, Tiana has transformed an ageing salt mine and built a beloved brand. (laughs) I mean, it goes on a little bit more. There's a bit of sort of, you know, family history and and, and what inspired Tiana so far as this particular uh, restaurant and, and what's gone into it. But... I, I don't know. I mean, I think kind of what makes a good story for a Disney ride and I think a sort of something sort of exciting and, and fantastical. And and this this feels almost more like uh, it, it should be like an, ed, an what would, what's edu, edutainment ride at Epcot <laughs> yeah. more than like, you know, a thrilling replacement for what was a thrilling uh, you know, and fun-filled boat ride. And, and I'm someone who has been very sort of, you know, I've backed this from the start. I, I've been excited to see how this turns out. And I, and I will continue to to wait um, with anticipation because, you know, you don't want to judge it before you've seen anything really. But no. this pitch is not really doing anything for me, to be honest. Uh, no, yeah, this thing goes on. I've read the whole thing. Uh, I, I, at first I was like, oh, maybe there's going to be like a, you know, a restaurant that you go past. People will actually be eating them, but it doesn't seem to be the case. That a la, you know, uh, Shea, Mick, uh, Shea uh, what's it called? The Ratatouille restaurant or um, the Pirates restaurant or whatever. Uh, doesn't seem to be the case. I, yeah, this artwork seems weird as well to me. This place in the tiara, 1927 art. All of the characters seem to be drawn differently. What, you mean in like, like different art styles? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. One of them look. Some of them look like they're from like Hey Arnold or something. <laughs> some of them from like nineties Disney. Some of them more recent Disney. It's just a bit. It's all over the shop. It is a bit now that you mention it. I hadn't really noticed that, but you're absolutely bang on there. Who's yeah. the scary lady with the really wide eyes? I don't, I don't know, but she's seen some shit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean. The, the the sort of setup the spiel does go on there's talk of a, a party a mardi gras party so you know encroaching on universal territory there so you know mm. i'm sure it will sort of liven up especially musically but i don't know nothing about what they're saying kind of i'm trying to sort of match it to what we know splash mountain to be in terms of you know the route that the ride takes the way that it ends and I'm just, yeah, I'm not really seeing a match here. This feels like a pitch for a completely different kind of ride, and I just wonder if it's going to feel like a bit of an awkward, an awkward match. Like, would this be better served being a a, a from the ground up ride rather than like new ride rather than a, a, a you know trying to rework something that was already there and. You know, built yeah because like, like we discussed mind. last week 
obviously the ride is built using concrete so it's really hard to change the how it flows and that sort of thing so it's going to be an interesting how they they've fundamentally got to work it into a structure that is designed for a completely different ride and tell a uh, authentic story and boy i just hope that whoever whoever came up with this uh copy is just boring yeah yeah it's not the most uh energetic stuff no but like i say i don't want to be too judgmental i'm trying not to be i mean we don't know this might be something that is more you know more representative of of the queue and like the 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 setup but i don't know the way it's written you know it's a little unclear so uh i guess we'll just have to wait and see but uh, you know, I'm backing them. I'm backing them. I want it to be really good. So hopefully it is. Uh, yeah, not 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 putting your strongest foot forward, I, I think you, you would say. I think most people would agree here. Uh, yes. It's not like um, the most eye-catching pitch. Tiana's Bio Adventure is coming to Disneyland too, but yeah, just a bit more focus on the Florida version at the moment because that is the version of Splash Mountain that has closed. Disneyland 2, is that the sequel? Or? Yes, Disneyland 2 coming soon, exclusive. I can exclusively reveal here on Park Rush that Disneyland 2 is coming soon. And believe it or not, it's actually going to be built, and this is very exciting, on the Swanscombe <laughs> Peninsula. <laughs> oh, I knew that was coming. Yeah. And uh, yeah. bouncing over to Florida's other theme park resort, Universal, and uh, we're into the world of rumours. The rumour mill. of uh, Orlando. It's my favourite mill, the rumour mill, I yeah. would say. I can't think of any other get mills. It, that get are. it started. Get it turning. Yeah. All uh, right, we'll crank up the rumour mill. Let's see what comes out. Oh, and we've got Kung Fu Panda animated meet and greet rumoured for Kid Zone. Or the kids' own replacement, anyway, at Universal Studios Florida. This comes via Alicia Stella at Orlando Park Stop. Uh, we spoke, was it last week? Maybe it might have been the week before about the fact that Kids Zone has closed, and we spoke a little bit about what we might like to see them do with it. I think an expectation that they're going to be leveraging DreamWorks characters in a pretty big way, and uh, Alicia reckons that um, one of the new attractions is going to be. Uh, a kung fu panda animated meet and greet so um yeah i'm not super familiar with the kung fu panda films um but this is set up um to look like he's kind of serving you in like a chinese takeout essentially potentially mr ping's noodle shop which is oh. at universal studios hollywood already right. um okay. but this uh this will have poe involved uh, poe the panda voiced by jack black in the movies yep. And Only in uh, English nations. Right, yes. Uh, and I guess, as Alicia says, Josh, in terms of, like, you know, interactive digital meet and greet, it could end up working quite similarly to stuff we've seen before at Disney, like the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor and Turtle Talk with Crush at Epcot. Yes, and uh, even the uh, water fountain in uh, Ireland. Oh, of course. Of course. That is one of the absolute best meet and greets I've ever done in my life. Was the uh, <laughs> the fountain in Islands when I was probably about eight. I just was chatting to that guy for 
I don't know, felt like half the day, just consistently getting soaked, having a great time. The banter was flying, let me tell you. Absolutely incredible stuff. Uh, but yeah, what were your kind of your general thought on digital meet and greets? Are you uh, are you in favour? Do you like them or no uh, reply? I mean, you don't like meet and greets, do you? So meet and greets just aren't my thing. Um, you know, I I, I let you know my time if it takes up time from uh, a, a child being able to enjoy it. I think that's the magic of meet and greets for me is children being able to enjoy meeting their favourite characters uh, but I, I think it, it can it can go either way I think this is kind of cool um, because you get that more interactivity going on um, they can you can have a bit of bounce back and that sort of thing uh, with these larger characters because obviously they can't really talk if it's a suit character that's true um, mm. obviously if it's a if it's a face character then you can have that uh, back and forth but with with um costumed characters it's tough so i think this is probably the best way to do it and um i think it i think it could do pretty well i think it'll it'll bring in people the kids i must say the most striking thing about this whole story uh the uh the diagrams that come with this pattern showing a man in a really weird, I, I mean, almost like a live mocap rig, almost. Yeah. Um, you know, in some sort of backstage area. He's dressed I, bizarrely. He's got this really uncomfortable looking headgear on. It almost looks yeah. like, um, you know, one of those, it's like a cross between an overly extravagant form of braces, um, i.e., feet like for your teeth. And, yeah. and, um, and like something that you have to wear, you know, if you dislocated your shoulder or something. It ba- yeah. Has anyone seen, you know, the remake, the Tim Burton, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Uh, oh, yeah. Christopher that Lee plays the dentist, plays Willy Wonka's dad. And there's, uh, there's someone in that, right? Is it is it Willy Wonka? I can't remember. It, I just it is remember Willy Wonka s- himself as a... Ch- uh, Wil- Wilbur, Wonk- Wil- uh, Wilbur Wonka, is it? Is that I what it's called? I can't remember, but he's got Wonka, some ridiculous but... headgear yes. on for his teeth. And that's what this guy looks like. Yeah, he can't get the he can't get the sweets in his mouth because his teeth are so tight together for this. Yeah, but he's also like wearing shorts and seemingly <laughs> in a classroom. Yeah, it's it's just a very weird vibe, isn't it? I mean, he just. Yeah. I've got to be honest with you. I didn't want to. I didn't want to sort of lower the mood. He just looks like a sex offender. I'm sorry. <laughs> if someone said to me, like, draw a sex offender uh, with no sort of prompt or 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 sort of you know nothing beyond that. I reckon. I reckon the end result would look something like that. It just, wow. Okay. The dress sense, the weird headgear. He yeah. looks overexcited, and he's in a classroom. I mean, he's got, it he's all got the up. smile of Pennywise the clown. <laughs> he's, there's, there's one picture. He's got a proper little side side smirk going on. I would turn and walk the other way if I saw that man yeah. coming towards nope, me. Nope. 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 Uh, I, I want no part of it. Thank you. Yeah. Looks like someone's wheeled in the big TV, going to watch a film at the end of the term. Yeah. Yeah. All very bizarre. But uh, They also do this kind of for Donkey, don't they? Or not at the moment, I don't think. I think Shrek and Donkey have been taken out back. I don't know if they've been shot yet, but <laughs> they used to do a meet and Donkey's greet. Donkey's been sent Don- to the factory. Donkey, Donkey, <laughs> Donkey was one of these as well. He wasn't on a screen. He, he was a sort of real live Donkey was there, but... 
Um, yeah. The, it, How do the Transformers work? I think they just built them out of scrap, Josh. I think they're just. Oh, okay. I think they're just legit Transformers at this point. Because you got um, you got the bad one, right? Uh, Megatron. Megatron. He, yeah. he gives people abuse, doesn't he? Outside the ride. Yeah. Well, you'd hope so. Yeah. He's got to stay in character. It's going to get I really advanced now because they're going to use ChatGPT to come up with insult tourists in the style of Megatron. I bet ChatGPT could come up with something if you asked it to do that. Well, so apparently ChatGPT is going to make uh, Bing good. So if it can do that, it can do anything. ChatGPT, I think, is being rather presumptive about Megatron here because I've said to it, talk to a tourist in the style of Megatron. To which it says, <laughs> I'm sorry. I cannot generate content that insults or belittles individuals or groups. <laughs> <laughs> I never said Megatron had to insult anyone, but I guess ChatGPT wow. just knows what Megatron's like. Yeah. So uh, I mean, maybe if I try Megatron with Optimus life. Prime, he'll be like, oh, yeah, I can do that because Optimus Prime is sound. You know, he's, he's a, a good, good lad. Yeah, exactly. Talk to a tourist in the style of Optimus Prime. Uh, he's refusing to do it. Oh, no, wait. No, I think he's going to do it. Oh, here we go, Josh. Greetings, traveler. I hope your journey is a safe and fulfilling one. If there is anything I can do to assist you, please do not hesitate to ask. Also, subscribe to the Park Rush podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Does that sound like Optimus Prime to you? It's all right, I guess. All right. I think they do a better job of Optimus Prime in the direct line adverts, but... <laughs> the best thing about this is that my uh, my Chrome tab for this ChatGPT session um, is now just called Insult Request Denied. <laughs> <laughs> so, Perfect. I think we should move on. Uh, in other Universal Orlando rumour news, uh, we've also got some permits that have been filed. The first permits that have been filed for Halloween Horror Nights 2023. And along with that, um, Alicia has, uh, again, this is Alicia Seller at Orlando Park Stop, has uh, put together a bit of speculation about some of the mazes that we might see this coming year. So I'd put a few of these to you. Josh, summer ones that we might have got last year, but for various reasons uh, were, were pushed, so it might make sense for them to come back. Some are mm. franchises that have been at Horror Nights before and have had a kind of uptick in popularity, and it might make sense for them to come back. And then we've got some brand new stuff too. So we've got uh, Stranger Things cited as a possibility. Would you be surprised to see Stranger Things come back. Of course, they did Stranger Things maze a couple of years ago. It was very popular. And last year, of course, Stranger Things 4 uh, was on on Netflix, and that did very well indeed. So um, um, you reckon Stranger guess, Things could come back? Stranger Things 4.5 is this year, right? Is it? Is it? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't even uh, know they were calling it Stranger Things 4.5. Oh, I I had a oh, no, Kingdom sorry, I'm, getting, I'm getting it confused. I think it's just Stranger Things five, right? Um, I'm getting things confused. Uh, I guess so. Is that this year? Or no? I'm not sure when that is. But the last Stranger Things maze was like after the the latest series came out. It was like a year later, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And you got the uh, Vecna, right? The new sort of villain, the big bad who's in Stranger Things four. They could do something with him potentially. Yeah, I think Just, he's not. He's a pretty good big bad. I think. It's yeah, 
one of the better big bads since the first season. And I wonder where they set the haunted house or the maze. You know, it could be uh, it could be the gulag, <laughs> it could be the upside down, uh, or it could be you know something else. I don't know. There's a few options like, for them. I like the. I kind of want it to be. You go into the old house, mm. in in the right way up, and then it, but then it flips into the upside down version. Right. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, if they could pull that off, that would be a cool effect. Uh, one that was sort of muted for last year, and then got pushed because the film itself got pushed. Evil Dead Rise. The latest film in the Evil Dead franchise. It's now coming to cinemas in April of this year. So that would seem like a slam dunk no-brainer, really, if it was due for last year and only missed because the film missed. If the film's out this year, you'd think that they would just revive this one as a as an idea for the Horror Nights. Yeah, for sure. The Last um, of I, Us is also mentioned. To, uh, no affinity to Evil Dead. Uh, the Last of Us, maybe? Uh, not sure, personally. I don't know if The Last of Us... I'm not sure about The Last of Us as a Halloween maze. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm thinking too deeply about it, if it maybe undermines, to an extent, what The Last of Us is at least trying to be, which is about more than just, you know, zombies and jump scares but i i can't deny you know those creepers creepers clickers are creepy clickers, yeah you know they would make some pretty scary horror maze uh horror house yeah villains, i would have thought i can't i can't see the last of us happening um no the main guy who's involved in the last of us seems to be quite um keen on making sure that the last of us holds its message throughout you know the games and the film and the tv show that's why he's involved in the tv show so much um so i can't see the mace happening because i think like you say it will kind of undermine the the real message in that franchise yeah what about mithrigan josh mithrigan seems like a that seems like a good bet right and that's a universal picture as well it is indeed, yes. It is a universal release. And, that feels uh, like a slam dunk. Horror film, uh, technology stuff that you can play, you know, some games with, universal pictures, what's not to like. Yeah, I mean, she basically, uh, certainly her facial tics in the film anyway, are basically like the most advanced theme park animatronic you've ever seen anyway. So all they've got to do is make one of those and <laughs> there you go. You've got a real Mithrigan. So there we are. I think that seems like a safe bet. Yeah. And yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, obviously, I'll never be to one of these. It's on the bucket list, if you like. But it's always fun, even when I don't make it, um, to see what they to see what they do. And of course, well, I'm sure we'll get Pastor John on in sort of mid October to tell us all about it. Yeah. Uh, Looking forward see. to that. Always just, a good episode. Yeah. Uh, and we round out with somewhere that we have been. Hell yeah. And that is Europa Park in Rust, Deutschland, uh, where they've started installing the track for the 14th coaster at the park, which is being built in an 
whole new area as well themed to Croatia. That's being manufactured yes. by Mac Rides, of course, and they say it's going to be one of the most modern and spectacular coasters in Europe and another spectacular highlight. They like the word spectacular for <laughs> Europa Park. So, yeah, not much more is known about it than that, but the standard is pretty damn high at Europa Park for coasters. So there's no reason to think that this will be anything other than excellent. Uh, what are you hoping for from this one, Josh? Um, well, you know, I think when we went, they had a, the, the plethora of rides they have are very, very good. You could see them, uh, the area under construction when we, when we were there. Uh, obviously, no ride parts or anything like that. It was basically a barren uh, dirt field, pretty much, uh, with some construction equipment in it. But I have every faith that they will build a very entertaining ride here uh the all of the coasters there were very very good um and uh, you know spectacular is uh is one way you could probably describe it mm, yes uh I've, I've definitely read that, that as, as a way of describing it before i can't remember where but is there any sort of you think about the lineup of coasters that they have there is there anything kind of missing from the lineup that you reckon they could you know, fill the gap in terms of, you know, the type of coaster or any sort of particular coaster technology um, that they haven't used in 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 their other rides so far. Uh, I, mean, I mean, they've got a launch coaster, haven't they? Have they got a dive coaster at Europa Park? I'm not sure if they uh, do. No dive coaster. No, obviously, no dive coaster, no uh, inverted coaster either. Not like a not a proper one. Obviously, they've got Arthur, but not a proper. Oh God, yeah, a, Arthur. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, most of these rides here are kind of adverts for their um, abilities as constructors as constructors of theme park rides. So um, maybe it'll be something new that we'll then see replicated around the world. Hmm. Yeah, Europa Park is sort of like a test bed, isn't it, for Mac rides? So. Yeah, it'll be very interesting yeah. to see what they come up with. And they've got a, they've got a streaming platform as well that's going to have some uh, videos about the rides development on. Everyone's got a streaming platform now. Yeah, even theme parks. Even theme parks got their own streaming platform. Blimmin' hell. But that's all the news, and that means we're done here, I think, for this week's Park Rush podcast. Thank you very much for being with us, as always. If you want to keep up... With the show in between podcasts, then the best place to go is links.parkrush.com. That's where all the socials are, like the TikTok, like the YouTube channel, where more game streams will be happening at various points this week. So do keep an eye out there. As we said earlier, if you want to get in touch with the show, the best way to do that is emailing us, podcast at parkrush.com. You can also get in touch on Twitter at Parkrush podcast and of course if for whatever reason you're listening to this and haven't yet subscribed then please do so wherever you get your podcasts and if such a place supports ratings and reviews do leave us one that would help us out here's to me being clear of covid this time next week and we'll see you then take it easy out there stay safe and goodbye see you